0: While everyone can probably agree that this past year has been momentous in unprecedented ways, it's been far more so for
1: you than pretty much anyone else I know, Catherine. I think that's fair to say. A lot has certainly changed in my life.
0: You got engaged, you moved into a new house, you got married, and now you have a little baby on the way.
1: A lot has happened, that's for sure. And by the time this airs, our actual little person will be here with us, the newest member of the Conscious Traveler podcast pod.
0: I can't wait to meet her. In the meantime, though, I wanted to talk to you about what led up to this point, namely romance.
1: Oh, Eric, you know I'm not really one to kiss and tell.
0: <laughs> Neither have I. What I meant was, before the pandemic, and l- about for a decade before, I was traveling for over half the year, and I didn't get into too many romantic relationships. People always ask me things like, it must be hard dating when you're gone so much, or how will you find someone if you're never home?
1: Oh yeah, I definitely used to get so many of those comments and questions. I even had friends who told me in order to find a mate and have kids like I wanted, I should stop traveling so much.
0: I'll bet. I admit, dating Dating wasn't a top priority for me for a long time. It was hard enough seeing good friends when I was home, let alone trying to meet new people or keep the momentum of a new romance going. I would tell those folks when I find someone that makes me want to come home as much as I want to get out and see the world, that's when I'll know I've found the right person for me. And just about four years ago, I did.
1: And I've only met Jeff over Zoom at this point, but you guys seem like a really great fit.
0: I think so too. He's pretty wonderful in so many ways, not the least of which, he loves to travel himself. But more than that, he loves that I get to do what I'm passionate about.
1: I feel like the universe works wonders sometimes. Fortunately, my husband Keith is the same way. When we first met, I was shocked at how unconcerned he was with the fact I traveled so much. It was so refreshing that he was super supportive and excited for all my trips, never making me feel bad about going away yet again. Now all the weird little things I did while solo traveling are so much more obvious, like when I make him wait to unpack in the hotel room so I can photograph everything, or that I'm taking notes in the middle of having dinner or interviewing the chef. But we've gotten into much more of a couple's travel groove, just in time to mix it all up with the baby.
0: I feel you on the making him stand in a corner while you photograph a room. Jeff doesn't actually travel with me for work too much, but I really value the times he does so he can see and hopefully enjoy what I get to do for work since I really think it's a dream job.
1: This is Conscious Traveler, and I'm Catherine Romine. As always, I'm here with my co-host, Eric Rosen. We're two travel writers, and Conscious Traveler is our podcast celebrating sustainability, conservation, culture, and community around the world. By sharing our stories and those of fascinating experts, we aim to help you make your next adventure more meaningful and memorable. Since you and I haven't traveled much in the last year at all, we've actually had a lot more time with our significant others, and we thought it would be interesting to hear their perspectives on what it's like being with a person who travels for a living.
0: I think both you and I see it normally as a sort of long-distance relationship, but COVID quarantines and lockdowns changed all that. Instead of being home for a few weeks, then gone for a stretch, we've both been home a lot and basically co-working with our partners and living with them permanently at this point.
1: Mm -hmm. It's definitely been a transition full of discoveries. But positive ones, I would say. I was curious what Keith thought about it. And I know you had some questions for Jeff. So we sat them both down for a Zoom conversation about how they've felt our relationships have changed without us traveling as much and what it's like being with a travel writer in more normal times.
0: The trials, the tribulations, and dare I say it, the triumphs of being in a committed relationship with a sometimes absentee partner (laughs) and, and the ways we all have to find to make it work. Here's what they had to say. So I guess maybe let's start here. Jeff, I was just on a trip, actually, the first trip in 10 months, Mm -hmm. and a trip that ended up basically being a week longer than expected because I had to wait in quarantine and get a few COVID tests back. Mm -hmm. How did it feel different from trips before?
2: I think the lead up to it was the different part and the amount of discussion we had. Generally, when you say you're going to go somewhere, I don't have to think, well, well, you get COVID when you go there <laughs> prior to the pandemic. So there was a lot of talk between us on what would happen, what were the safety precautions that the tour company was taking, and then just talking about the comfort level of coming back and how long you would be in quarantine, what testing you would do. I had a friend who was seeing another pot of people and went through testing and done all this research on the false positive rates. Mm-hmm. And so we had talked to her for a long time. And so once the established dates were in place and they knew you were going, it felt pretty normal. Mm-hmm. I think you when you were for- there, I was definitely in a panic every day of like, is he going to call me and say he has COVID? And all everyone, and he caught it from a lion. But- I
0: didn't call him at all, so that was that.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you
0: were pretty off the grid this time. (laughs) But it was so different when Catherine went away, right? Because it was at the very beginning when the lockdown started. And then also, you
2: guys didn't know when she was coming back to LA. How was that for you? Yeah, I mean, we were supposed to meet up in Bali at some point. That was the plan in April anyways. So I was just like, oh, you know, I'll just head to Bali, so forth. And then it was funny, because when COVID happened, I was like, maybe I should go early. Which good thing I didn't because if yeah. I did, I would have been stuck there indefinitely <laughs> longer than Catherine would have been in Kenya.
1: That would have been
2: bad. So we would have missed the baby opportunity altogether. True. Because <laughs> you could only have that baby during that certain time. During yes. yeah. <laughs> a certain time the moon was right, everything <laughs> was right.
1: <laughs> No, but we didn't really know I had booked flights multiple times and then they kept yeah. So it was frustrating. I mean, I mean you were talking to pillows. <laughs>
2: felt longer than any other time you've obviously gone so yeah maybe we found my threshold finally because I'm usually pretty okay with any duration up till then I guess with you being gone yeah so forth because I'm just a huge nerd anyway so (laughs) you know I'm not doing anything except working on architecture while you're gone
0: let's talk about that I mean especially starting to date Catherine like Was it cool that she'd just be gone for like two months at a time and
2: had a house all the way
0: across the world?
2: (laughs) What was that like? Well, I'm pretty into my work to begin with. Mm -hmm. So it's not really a huge deal. Like, I I guess I'm more quality of time versus quantity of time. And that's always been my mentality with a lot of things. So when she told me she's gone for two or three weeks at a time, I was like, that's fine. I'm just going to work. It's like, and then-
1: <laughs> I'm gonna be home on Friday nights building models. <laughs> yeah. okay. But it was, I think, either our first date or our second date that I mm-hmm. said, I'm about to be gone for three months. It's sort of like, are you still interested in <laughs> <laughs> litmus test? Actually, I, I think I brought it up question- a couple of times because you the first time were so nonchalant about it, and I think then maybe on a second or third date, I was like, by the way, did I tell you I'm going to be gone for three months? And you were like, yeah.
2: I think my response was, can I come visit? Yeah. that was my response. Can I come? Again, you know, I think it's awesome what you do, so I don't want to stop you from doing that. And I love what I do, so I'm perfectly content doing that in the interim period. (laughs) That's probably key to it for us, too, is like, I think you see how much I enjoy
0: what I'm doing and that the travel part of it is so important to me. Not to put words in your mouth, but... That's fine. I'm used to
2: that. <laughs> I'm the quiet one in the relationship. I mean, um, it's not saying much, but okay. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I agree with Keith. Quality of time has always been most important to me in any relationship that I've had. So, you know, and I see how much he enjoys traveling. I enjoy hearing his stories and experiencing them vicariously and sometimes experiencing them in person as well mm-hmm. when we travel together. I also get into my work. There's definitely busy times, and I encourage him to travel during those because I need
1: get out. to be away.
0: <laughs> I take a lot of attention.
1: <laughs> really. Yeah.
2: You guys have traveled together a bunch, haven't you? Yeah. Bali together, and then we did... Colorado last year. Oh, right. The ill-fated trip to Colorado. Well, it might have taken forever to get there, but it was worth it. Yeah. (laughs) conditions were unbelievable. What's it
0: like traveling with Catherine? Because, you know, I've actually only traveled with her once, and I realized that, like, I can definitely travel with Catherine because she doesn't bother me before I've had my coffee. She's pretty much willing to go see and do anything. People naturally gravitate towards her, and she makes sure that I'm not, like, getting kicked off the plane or something for taking
2: photos. So... (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking more photos. That's right. So if anyone, it's her. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't know. I think our biggest dispute traveling is I like to be places early and you like to be there right on time. You know, I'd rather sit at the airport bar for an hour and a half before my flight.
1: Or three hours, let's be honest. Yeah, (laughs) reading a book
2: just so I know I'm there and I'm, you know, I know stress and so
1: forth. You do get a little anxious
2: before heading out on a trip. Yeah, so it's basically just the anxiety thing. I like to be there early. And the amount of
1: picture taking.
2: (laughs) Like if I have to do it, then it's more. But if you're off doing a bunch of photographs, I never care. (laughs) Jeff always knows to just stay out in the
0: hotel hallway for like a minute or two while I'm in the room. (laughs) Sometimes that's I stand hard. in the
2: corner. I'm getting used to being seated in the corner just waiting. and then, yeah, yeah, with exactly. all the
1: bags. Don't <laughs> put your stuff down you yet. Yeah. Hold on, you got to take some pictures. And I like to unpack,
2: too, so you that's really funny.
1: Immediately. Because,
2: like, she knows. She I'll unpack everything and put them in drawers and hang things. Like, whatever they have out, I like to put away into drawers, so definitely don't want me in the room
0: before you. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I think Catherine and I are sort of trained almost militarily to be like, we're only here for one night. We've left our outfit on top. We don't need to touch anything. Go. I I sort of look at my work trips with Jeff as like a day at the office, kind of like he gets to come and hang out with me. Your days at the office are much more
2: interesting (laughs) than mine, let me just tell
0: you. But just so he knows that I'm not sort of like off on vacation all the time. Not that he has ever given me any sense of that, but I also sometimes forget that it isn't a work trip for Jeff. And so the days turn rather,
2: long <laughs> it's all interesting things I, I enjoy doing it i will say we went to hawaii together and that was over a long break for me for spring break those some of those days feel like three days of stuff. and we'll talk about it and be like yeah we did that horseback riding and then we had that dinner and those were separate days and he's like no that was all one those all within we a matter also, of hours. we also kayaked with whales that morning remember <laughs> i'm like no it can't be possible
1: we travel writers pack it in. You know, I think when we were in mm-hmm. Bali at the Four Seasons in Ubud. Yeah, we a had a lot of wonderful days. things, but it is busy. And you're, to some extent, you're like, I got to schedule time to jump in our plunge pool <laughs> because otherwise we're going to miss it, you know?
2: Yeah, that's true. The scheduling time to just be like sitting somewhere. I take advantage of the moments when he has to talk to PR people. <laughs> <and> just sit <laughs> around and be by myself for a minute. Yeah, no, I would agree with that a little bit. I mean, my typical travel prior, I'm good staying in one place for like a week and maybe just walking around randomly and just kind of letting it happen. Sitting
1: um, somewhere reading, sketching. Yeah,
2: that's all I really require. So when a lot of stuff's packed in one day, I'm almost overwhelmed sometimes. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like mm-hmm. what are we doing?
1: <laughs> I would agree with that too. I get overwhelmed as well. And then you have to find time beyond those activities to actually get work done in emails and Enjoy being where you are.
2: Yeah, that's why I like the conscious traveler idea. I was (laughs) like, there you go. You nailed it. That's exactly it. (laughs) so Where are you guys
0: looking forward to going when you can travel again? I assume Bali, but is that number one? Or what are
2: you guys thinking of doing?
1: I think that will probably be our first bigger trip. Bali is going to be a significant portion. I think we both want to go to Iceland because we Mm. haven't been there, either of us. And Japan. And I've Mm. been to Japan, but he really wants to go to Japan. And I really want to go back.
2: And we were supposed to go to India before all this happened. And I went to India last year for a month but I really wanted to go back.
1: So that'll be high on our list. Mm-hmm. So Catherine,
2: are you sort of paying attention to
0: where he really wants to go next to try to line up some assignments for when that Oh, happens? she's great
2: already. She, <laughs> with the ski trips, she's nailing it already.
1: <laughs> oh, and once you saw a picture of an overwater bungalow, you wanted to go. Oh, yeah, that's true. We have some sirens. Oh, yeah. I that was cool. Um, but yeah, so we're going to have to do an overwater bungalow somewhere, whether it's Tahiti or the Maldives. That could be our honeymoon, maybe. True. We should do that. On the record,
0: that's what I've been hoarding all my points and miles, basically. Park Hyatt Maldives, I'm coming for you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I have, for my Chase Sapphire Reserve, like $7,000 of Mm credit essentially. So
2: We're going to talk about how to use those, though. We're going to maximize We'll
1: be definitely coming to you first and consulting on that.
2: I mean, I looked at her one day and I said, do your friends hate me? And she's like, what? And I was like... Yeah, because before me, you used to share this stuff with, like, all your friends, and now I show up, and I'm doing everything, and they're probably like, ah, oh, I hate that, Keith. You showed up, and I don't get trips anymore.
1: <laughs> I used to take girlfriends, my mom, my dad, my sister, along on all sorts of trips, but they're very happy. that I do
2: encourage you to invite I your know, friends, though. So. I know,
1: and they're happy for me that now I have a romantic partner to take mm. with me, because, you know, I can't count how many solo sort of honeymoons I've been on over you the years. You know, I went to the Maldives alone. Right,
2: (laughs) I was just going to say.
0: When I was in the Maldives alone, one of the hostesses at the restaurant was like, table for two? And I said, no one. And she said, you're alone? And I said, yes. And she goes, how
1: sad. And it was like, I'm
2: working. How dare you? Yeah.
1: (laughs) When you're traveling, Jeff, how often do you typically hear from Eric? Do you guys talk every day? Do you send WhatsApps? Do you get pictures of where he is? Do you feel jealous of those pictures?
2: Oh, well, I mean, Safari, I definitely feel jealous of pictures. I'm a huge animal lover as well. So anytime there's like a baby rhino in a picture, I just <laughs> wish I was there. But, <laughs> you know, it kind of depends on where he is and the readily availability of Wi-Fi. So Safaris. Mm-hmm. I remember one time he went on a or was that on the cruise in the, Amazon? in the Amazon? Yeah, he's done a lot of river cruises that <laughs> promise internet, but I, the internet's more like nothing. And it's a boat in the middle of the ring But I intend not to be a phone person in general. So that is part of my own learning to communicate with someone who travels quite often is to provide time to, because I'm a texter mm-hmm. and he is not so much a texter.
0: <laughs> I try, you but too. also with a 12 hour time difference sometimes, you're like i got him right before he went to bed kind of thing and that's
2: it i think we try to talk at least every other day maybe not every day i would say (laughs) pretty also sometimes i drop off the grid for a while by accident what do you i don't hold him to every day (laughs) i would love to talk to him every day but
0: i also understand sometimes it would just be at 6 a.m my time which he would like to avoid i
1: imagine
2: what do you guys do to stay in touch like what's the routine We're pretty good texters as far as a day-to-day goes. Yeah. We're both on WhatsApp and it's
1: just... I would say we usually try to chat live on... Oh, yeah. I
2: think when we're available and have time, we take advantage of that time when it's available. But
1: he jokes that he never took selfies before me because now when we're away, like, I'll take a selfie doing what I'm doing and send it to him and then...
2: I'll I'm not us. a big picture guy to begin with so <laughs> I had to learn the art of the selfie which I apparently was bad in the beginning you were telling me I wasn't taking very successful selfies
1: you also a tendency because you think they're awkward to make weird faces. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Demi was making this strange face or like sticking out his tongue, and eventually I was like, just take a picture of you where you look nice and smile. <laughs> nice. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> actually, the communication from those long distances is pretty funny. I actually slipped and said I love you for the first time when oh, we were I talking on WhatsApp, Ooh. and then I got so nervous.
2: And then it goes silent on the phone for like. <laughs> two minutes and I'm
1: just like Catherine mean, put it back but it was like the most nerve wracking few seconds of my life where I turned beat red started sweating and pacing around
2: she said she almost hung up on me
1: because <laughs> you made me sweat a little bit. I did that's okay. <laughs> but you know that wasn't the way I envisioned us having that moment for the first time mm-hmm. you know on a phone call halfway across the world but you know, it happens when I it happens.
0: can't fight it. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I try to, you know, this texting pictures, videos and stuff like that are, are good to like stay up a little bit on day to day or like, hey, this is something random that's going on today. And I actually encourage him to just tell me everything that's going on day to day. And I'm like, I understand I'm looking at leopards right now, but I do want to hear what you're doing. So I'm caught up when I get back. But I've also found like bringing back little souvenirs makes me feel better about first of all, having been away, but also bringing in something special with a little story just for him about it. And I find that's more for my benefit. He's got a fridge full of magnets because of it, but... (laughs) Two of
2: which he's broken, actually.
1: (laughs) Have to go back. Do you have a favorite souvenir that Eric has brought you back?
2: I think there's two different answers to that question. One is this like, echidnas right over there, actually, that is really nothing special. It's just, I love echidnas. I think they're so cool. (laughs) Um, And so he brought me a little, like, figurine echidna from Australia uh, that you could probably buy here. From our trip, actually, to Victoria. He's brought me back some beautiful formal wear, bow ties in particular. Um, And he brought me this bow tie that is from Cambodia. I always mix up Laos. He always
0: says Laos, so, but it's yeah.
2: Cambodia, this one. <laughs> uh,
0: which was made
2: at a women's co It's the women's cooperative. that has the landmine victims. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have, what is it, tailored looms uh, to help.
0: They have these specially created limbs.
2: looms for people who have
0: lost limbs in landmines. We were talking about Cambodian landmines earlier today, Catherine. Yeah. But so yeah. that these people who have been victims of, you know, these remnants are able to be productive earners,
2: essentially, and are really so so you brought the, right. this beautiful silk bow tie back which actually I wore at my best friend's wedding as her best man because wow. it was rainbow colored and mm-hmm. all of her bridesmaids were wearing different colored dresses and it was just a mm-hmm. nice uh, moment of synchronicity and something also I could talk about at the wedding because people kept commenting on my boyfriend's cooler than yours yeah, he's exactly. socially conscious. Yeah. <laughs> what did you bring today how about you Keith as she brought it back anything interesting that you really love I don't like a lot of stuff to begin with and I think she knows that but the things I do use that she brought back was coffee is one and then she got me these cool shoes from Oaxaca oh so those I wear all the time but, uh, yeah, it's mainly coffee. It's, it's like, <laughs> that's, like, the best thing you probably grab me.
1: <laughs> and then I did the worst thing also from Oaxaca. I brought back Pascal.
2: Oh, yeah, it but you can't drink it. So, you know, then it's well, like...
1: No, once I got pregnant, I wanted him to also <laughs> stop drinking it. So
2: what There's what a I... shelf over there of do not drink, Keith. So I'm not allowed to drink a lot of things on so, over there.
1: <laughs> and he's like, we'll go back to Oaxaca. We can get more. I'm like, but I don't know when... Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to make sure there's some left for what <laughs> I can drink again after being pregnant. Yeah,
2: that's fair. <laughs> so I was a little mean of I can manage to get a couple bowls out of it. Yeah,
1: you know, every once in a while. I
2: get like, approved for a couple of thimbles here I and there. So <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I
0: feel like Catherine was just treated to a wine dinner she couldn't partake of, so you got to benefit from that.
2: First world problems, I like to say all the time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this is an interesting question. I sort of think about my relationship with Jeff. I thought before I got into a serious relationship that it would sort of change how I traveled and when I was able to travel and stuff, but also was clearly looking for a partner who would let me be me and found one, which is wonderful. But like, a baby is a totally different ball game, guys. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> well, I know you're planning on taking her to Bali.
2: I think we're both strong believers in a child doesn't have to necessarily change what we want out of our lives as well. It should only make our lives that much better. Right. So it's not a matter of we're not traveling now. It's a matter of like now we're stoked because we get to travel with this precious little girl with us. So I'm not worried about it, nor have I been this whole time. I'm like, yeah, sure, let's go. We'll just, you know. He's gonna make you get to get be over, over. <laughs> six hours early now instead of just three though. Cause there's all the baby stuff to take care of. Yeah, which is great for me because I'll be there nice and early and <laughs>
1: <laughs> we just you know less sleep i don't
2: sleep anyways sorry. yeah so. you don't
1: require a ton of it so. <laughs> and he's really good at getting things ready before we leave mm-hmm. the house as you said she'll just enhance all the experiences because especially once she becomes aware of the places we are mm-hmm. it'll be so cool for her to be able to expose to that like my nephew atlas who's only eight months old right now has already been on two safaris. He's getting to look out the window at elephants and wild dogs, and he's fascinated, and it's so awesome. So, he's already
0: crossed
2: the Atlantic. He yeah. Got some stamps. He's oh, yeah. been everywhere already. Yeah. I feel he's like been everywhere already. Yeah,
1: so the goal is to do the same for our, mm-hmm. our little one.
2: I think I'm more tethered than the child's going to be, so
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: unfortunately. Otherwise. So she's going to get to go everywhere all the time.
1: The one thing I guess that is, in the back of my head is like, hmm, well, when it comes to things like press trips or work trips, where people can't come, not that it, I don't trust you, but like, am I ever going to want to be away from the, our child enough mm-hmm. to go to some place by myself, mm-hmm. or can I take her with me on a press trip, just me? Or if you're not able to travel because of work, then what we sort of do about that? But we'll cross those bridges eh, when we not come. Not
2: nervous to them. about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing a theme here. <laughs> Well, no, all my friends tease me, like, oh, yeah, Keith's just going to be his nonchalant, oh, no big deal, the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see
0: until she brings home her first boyfriend or girlfriend.
2: <laughs> yeah, true, true. Who are you? You're not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll be the weird dad who's like highly encouraging it all and yeah. <laughs> being like,
1: "Yeah, Tori, come over." You've already it. said that she's never dating, so.
2: <laughs> I have a dog. It's uh, interesting. It's, it's much easier to bring a baby places than a pup because there's so many more quarantine rules for him. So
1: true. Yeah, even normal talk. travel
2: too, because a lot of hotels. I'd imagine don't allow animals either. They'd allow a baby, obviously. So, yeah. one interesting thing with this whole COVID situation, I was thinking while well, you guys were talking about the traveling aspect is like you didn't really explore California. I've been up and down this state in parks all over the place, basically. And When we got locked down, it was interesting because I got to suggest or take her to a lot of those places, trying to go far reaching and so forth. We got to like hang out in like some of the spots I think are the coolest in our backyard a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a cool part of this. Share some of those things.
1: Definitely. With you. You know, I'd spent so many years traveling so far Mm -hmm. and it's nice to kind of intermingle the places we know and the places we love and places we share with each other Mm -hmm and having the opportunity and time for you to be able to show me around put me in a different kind of position as a travel writer where I'm not the one sort of leading the way, but you are. It's fun. I really enjoyed that.
2: I think it helped that like we were both pretty well traveled before we met each other too. So we both aren't rookies to the ropes (laughs) per se, which is good. Yeah, it's nice. I think the one thing about us taking a trip here in California
0: was Jeff could take the time off, but it was nice not having to go on a plane and spend a day on each side of it doing that. We could just like hit the road and be gone basically, which was nice and just, again, be out together, spending time together in the middle of a time that had really been us like locked in an apartment together (laughs) for quite a while. (laughs) Are you itching for me to get back out on the road? Obviously safely for any reason? Do you miss having more time to yourself?
2: Um, I won't be offended. (laughs) (laughs) No, I've really enjoyed having you home for this extended period of time. I think it's been interesting. We don't live together currently, but we kind of live together because our apartments are just two blocks apart. And it's been interesting just learning more about about you. Uh (laughs) Like what? (laughs) That I think we could live together easily. Uh It's a a big worry of mine. I'm a very particularly neat person. So it's nice to know that he is the same. Uh I think also we just discovered like cooking together, which isn't something that either of us really do outside of the pandemic. (laughs) Um, We're really looking forward to going
1: back to some (laughs) restaurants
2: soon. I'm not looking forward to you going, I'm looking forward to maybe having opportunities to go with you more often, Mm -hmm. which hasn't been particularly easy with my current job. Mm -hmm. Me too.
1: How about you, Keith? No, that's high. Get away? (laughs) No,
2: no, I I actually is going to agree with that last point there, because I think One of the great things that's come out of this is that a lot of working situations have discovered they're able to work in such a way that allows for that mobility to happen. So it's going to be nice moving forward because it's not so far-fetched to say, hey, I'm going to be in Bali for a month. I'll just work remotely and then I'll be back. So I think... That's really exciting moving forward. I mean, even with my new job, we've already talked about it. And it's like, yeah, sure, you know, as long as you just get your 40 hours and we're all good kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've enjoyed having you around. Well, I had asked you if we we wanted to move in together right before this all went down anyway. So we were already already right on that cusp of like, okay, we're going to try this, right? So
1: it was like, you know, we were moving in in December, January.
2: And then it was just like a pleasant surprise. Like it was a no sweat, even once limited to just the house, basically. Mm
1: -hmm. It's been like a blessing in a way that, I mean, I was in Kenya for a while, but then I got back and then we've been, you know, together every day. Since then, for our relationship, I think to know that we're great, being together and together and I think I wonder if I was gone more like normal if it would have taken longer to kind of adjust to each other's habits Mm -hmm. and idiosyncrasies and Mm -hmm. get into the flow of things
2: that's interesting because you're right we were already comfortable with the distance thing yeah, I didn't think of it that much, but you're right. It's like counter of what we were like comfortable with. Yeah, yeah. Struck gold.
1: <laughs> yeah, <you did. laughs> That's
2: nice. You this house forgot. is easier too because we have two levels down too, which is great. Yeah. So you do feel like there's a movement throughout the home that yeah. makes you feel a bit like there's more space than one level of one open floor plate.
0: Having two separate places, even though we spend most of the time here has been important just to have him have a place to work from home because obviously before this he didn't do that and me obviously having a place a way to record Catherine's the trooper sitting on a a ball in the closet (laughs) of course (laughs) i'm like just out and about in my apartment
2: (laughs) it's like a sound room in there i think there's a bunch of baffles yeah so i'm glad this podcast didn't put you back into the closet
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm curious though are there any like Perks that are particularly exciting for you, Jeff, of traveling with him? I bath
2: (laughs) products. It is apparently the one.
1: So much lotion. Or or like big pet peeves of traveling with him.
2: Oh, perks. (laughs) Definitely perks. I mean, he brings me on things that I never really thought were possibilities like kayaking with whales in Hawaii I am not as well traveled as Eric is I traveled a lot in the United States so just like thinking about the world more and international travel I'm really excited to go we've only gone to Mexico and Canada together
1: yeah Uh,
2: like really the perk of him just having knowledge about Places and hotel chains, which I I mean, I'm used to Holiday Inns, so that's like the extent of my. We've got a Four Seasons convert right here. Very much so. (laughs) So a lot of perks in that way. And pet peeves, I don't know. I'm sure there I'm sure in <laughs> the moment I'm sure there are some, but nothing's coming to mind. But
1: then you're like, oh, but look where I am.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is especially in Hawaii, which I had never been to before, Eric. And there was a day where we're traveling on his airline miles. So therefore we were able to do the TSA pre-check, which I don't have. And I had to fly back early, so I didn't have TSA pre-check. And I got shafted into the normal line. I was like, this sucks. This sucks (laughs) a lot. I need to get TSA pre-check. But I did look around and say, well, at least this is a really nice place to be in a line.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I wasn't there, so.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think traveling with a travel writer, and uh, Keith, please jump in too, but if you disagree or agree, is always a perk you have connections with people in those places, generally, you are always asking questions that I never really think to ask, which I think make the experience more interesting and in depth. And I think one of the reasons that I was attracted to Eric in the first place was like what this podcast is and thinking more globally about travel and what's the purpose of travel and how is what you do making the world a better place as well? And how do you think through what you're doing as a conscious traveler, not to name drop. Name drop it. ConsciousTravelerPod.com, everybody. (laughs) But uh, I think my perception of a travel writer before knowing Eric was very much those people who go on free trips and take advantage of just being places versus meeting Eric and saying, oh, no, this is someone who really values the experience and what he's learning and how it makes his world more broad. And that's what I find the best perk of being with Oh, that's so
0: nice. Well, yeah, Yeah,
2: I, I agree with the question asking things. You definitely think back and you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that. So that's interesting. So I definitely think I learn a lot more when I'm traveling with Catherine. And then it's funny because it's not really a pet peeve, but I think it's funny. We'll be at dinners, and she'll be taking photographs and also mm-hmm. taking notes on her phone. So she's uh-huh. And I'm sitting there, like sitting back with my wine glass, like just looking at. Because I'm not a phone person, so I'm not on my phone. And I'm like, everyone probably thinks I'm really boring, or like she's just not interested. <laughs> or that me. poor guy.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> like I'm just like. Yeah, and then in my head I'm like it's working.
1: I don't want to be on my phone, but I do need to take all the notes and all of that. It does look like I've just retained information without... I like teasing her
2: about it, so that's my (laughs) whole thing. I get to tease her about it, and (laughs) sit back and play it up in some instances. Actually, I like not planning too much, so Mm -hmm. it's nice that the planning's kind of taken care of before I show up,
1: which is nice. You're like, what are we doing? I'm just like, okay, yeah,
2: what are we... I'm good. (laughs) That's probably my pet peeve. It's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am a planner and sometimes all of the planning happens without me and and then I am like what's happening? I In my and,
0: defense and, I almost always ask.
2: That's <laughs> be like, what massage do you want? Oh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what kind of massages are there? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's never had job. a
2: massage prior to meeting happen. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, that was a perk.
1: He even got a, tra- a fancy spa treatment at the Four Seasons
2: Uber that Barack Obama had. Yeah, we got so. smoke up our butts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Very
2: healing. <laughs> and I kept thinking, I'm like, what joke did Obama crack during this? Because I know he's- <laughs> I'm like, I know he said something. <laughs> well, you know what they say?
0: Politicians can always blow smoke up your butt. <laughs> Results are a bit different. <laughs> I would say though, thank you for putting it so nicely, that sort of like trying to maintain the curiosity and broader view of things. But being in a relationship for me has fostered in me more of a sense of something we talk about all the time, Catherine, which is empathy. I think in a relationship, you have to try to empathize with the other person all the time. Otherwise, you know, it's not gonna work really if you if you can't hold another perspective from your own. And I've tried to take that with me when I travel to sort of enrich my experience, but also maybe sit back from my own perspective a little more than I was perhaps able to before I had someone else in my life all the time.
1: Yeah, it definitely changes the sort of trajectory of my day when I'm when we're traveling together versus when I'm alone. And I think in a lot of good ways, especially with trying to be more present. Obviously, still get the work aspect of it done, but trying to also make sure I have moments where I just put away my phone and enjoy being there, appreciate where we are. Because it's easier to not do that when you're alone mm-hmm. and just keep taking the notes, taking the pictures, doing the next thing, talking to the next person. But when you're sharing it with someone, there's like that desire, which I think is only natural. It's part of travel too. just be there with the person with you. Aw, thanks, babe. I think it's pretty clear we've both found wonderful guys to spend our lives with.
0: I think we both certainly did, but it never hurts to get a little reinforcement in the form of loving support and a willingness to be interviewed on the record by your significant other.
1: (laughs) They were really good sports about it. I have to say, being a newlywed with a new baby coming any day now has me spending a lot of time visualizing how my and our future travels might look and contemplating how our daughter will transform the very idea of meaningful travel.
0: I'm looking forward to talking with you more about that evolution And possibly babysitting while on assignment.
1: You'll be the first person I call. Just don't ask my daughter to dish about mom's crazy travel habits when she starts talking.
0: I'll wait until she's a teenager to do that. (laughs) (laughs) For more information on the podcast and pictures of us with our sweethearts, visit ConsciousTravelerPod.com or follow us on Instagram at ConsciousTravelerPod.
1: We'd like to thank Keith Marks and Jeff King for participating in this episode. We'd also like to thank Matthew Carpenter who composed our music.